The First Discourse Against the Arians, Chapter 10, by Athanasius of Alexandria, translated by John Henry Newman and Archibald Robertson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Objections Continued As to their question whether the word is alterable, it is superfluous to examine it. It is enough simply to write down what they say, and so to show its daring irreligion. How they trifle appears from the following questions. Has he free will, or has he not? Is he good from choice according to free will? And can he, if he will, alter, being of an alterable nature? Or, as wood or stone, has he not his choice to be free? Or, as wood or stone, has he not his choice free to be moved and inclined hither and thither? It is but agreeable to their heresy thus to speak and think. For when once they have framed to themselves a God out of nothing, and a created Son, of course they also adopt such terms as being suitable to a creature. However, when in their controversies with churchmen they hear from them of the real and only word of the Father, and yet venture thus to speak of him, does not their doctrine then become the most loathsome that can be found? Is it not enough to distract a man on mere hearing, though unable to reply, and to make him stop his ears from astonishment at the novelty of what he hears them say, which even to mention is to blaspheme? For if the word be alterable and changing, where will he stay, and what will be the end of his development? How shall the alterable possibly be like the unalterable? How should he who has seen the alterable be considered to have seen the unalterable? At what state must he arrive for us to be able to behold in him the Father? For it is plain that not at all times shall we see the Father in the Son, because the Son is ever altering, and is of changing nature. For the Father is unalterable and unchangeable, and is always in the same state and the same. But if, as they hold, the Son is alterable, and not always the same, but of an ever-changing nature, how can such a one be the Father's image, not having the likeness of his unalterableness? How can he be really in the Father, if his purpose is indeterminate? Nay, perhaps as being alterable and advancing daily, he is not perfect yet. But away with such madness of the Arians, and let the truth shine out, and show that they are foolish. For must not he be perfect who is equal to God? And must not he be unalterable, who is one with the Father and his Son, proper to his essence? And the Father's essence being unalterable, unalterable must be also the proper offspring from it. And if they slanderously impute alteration to the word, let them learn how much their own reason is in peril. For from the fruit is the tree known. For this is why he who hath seen the Son hath seen the Father, and why the knowledge of the Son is knowledge of the Father. Therefore the image of the unalterable God must be unchangeable, for Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And David in the psalm says of him, Thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. And the Lord himself says of himself through the prophet, See now that I, even I, am he, and I change not. 
It may be said indeed that what is here signified relates to the Father. Yet it suits the Son also to say this, especially because when made man, he manifests his own identity and unalterableness to such as suppose that by reason of the flesh he is changed and become other than he was. More trustworthy are the saints, or rather the Lord, than the perversity of the irreligious. For Scripture, as in the above-cited passage of the Psalter, signifying under the name of heaven and earth that the nature of all things originate and created is alterable and changeable, yet accepting the Son from these shows us thereby that He is no wise a thing originate. Nay, teaches that He changes everything else, and is Himself not changed, in saying, Thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. And with reason, for things originate, being from nothing, and not being before their origination, because in truth they come to be after not being, have a nature which is changeable. But the Son, being from the Father, and proper to His essence, is unchangeable and unalterable as the Father Himself. For it were sin to say, that from that essence which is unalterable was begotten an alterable word, and a changeable wisdom. For how is he longer the word, if he be alterable? Or how can that be wisdom which is changeable? Unless perhaps as accident in essence, so they would have it, namely, as in any particular essence a certain grace and habit of virtue exists accidentally, which is called word, and son, and wisdom and admits of being taken from it and added to it. For they have often expressed this sentiment, but it is not the faith of Christians, as not declaring that he is truly word and son of God, and that the wisdom intended is true wisdom. For what alters and changes, and has no stay in one and the same condition, how can that be true? Whereas the Lord says, I am the truth. If then the Lord himself speaks thus concerning himself, and declares his unalterableness, and the saints have learned and testify this, nay, and our notions of God acknowledge it as religious, whence did these men of irreligion draw this novelty? From their heart, as from a seat of corruption, did they vomit it forth. End of chapter 10